Hello and welcome to another episode of the Road Coach Podcast where I share what I have learned from years of working and living on the road through experimentation and my own research to help you not only survive but thrive even when you are out of your element. And today I wanted to talk about something that I've used for a few years now um, that I picked up from a book that I read called Human Charger. Uh, And I've got the website up here, humancharger.com. This is a device that I believe was created in Norway or Finland, maybe. I think it's Finland, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and you can see here um, on the website, it looks like a set of headphones with a little um, sort of neck um, neck brace type thing that goes around your neck. The one that I have is an older generation, so it looks like an, like an iPod Nano almost. But essentially, and then you can see here, you can, you can buy it all over the world in different currencies if you like. Uh, but essentially what it does is uh, it shines LED lights through your ears, through your ear canal, and it goes on for about 12 minutes uh, in a single sort of dose, and then they're rechargeable from there. Uh, So you simply stick them in your ears, you turn it on, it counts down for 12 minutes, and then it auto shuts off. Um, And the reason that this this appealed to me when I first found out about it was that... um, Often when you're traveling, you're you're traveling through different time zones, of course, right? And that creates a lot of problems physiologically. You have jet lag, um, you have disturbed sleep patterns, disturbed digestion, changes in energy levels, um, and all of that affects your circadian rhythm and everything that goes along with it, of course. So how does this help or how can it help? So before I go any further here, just two things that I'd like to point out. Number one is that I'm not sponsored. This episode is not sponsored by this company. Um, the company is called Valky. This is something that I found on my own that I just thought was really unique. Um, and I use it and I find it helpful. So I thought you would too. Um, and number two is that the research on this is very, um, very slim. Okay, there's not a lot of data on it. There needs to be more research on it. So take all of this with a grain of salt. Uh, but if it helps somebody out there, um, then it was worth doing an episode on it. So this is the website. Um, you can uh, you can get it all over the world, and I explained a little bit of how it works, um, and then we'll get into kind of why I like it personally and the research behind it, etc. So, first thing I want to bring up here is just this is widely researched already. Um, it's in multiple publications. It's it's pretty much printed twice a year in every major newspaper. But just the shift in daylight savings time when you spring forward in, in most sort of most regions in the world, I think spring forward in the spring and then fall back an hour in the winter. When you spring forward and lose an hour of sleep in the corresponding week after that shift, cardiovascular disease rises globally and there's a 24% higher risk of heart attacks just from losing an hour of sleep. And not everyone's losing an hour of sleep because typically it happens on the weekend so you could sleep in, but just that little bit of lack of sleep increases heart attacks by 24%, 6% spike in fatal car accidents, and, the, and an increase of 8% in strokes. And then on the flip side, when you fall back in the winter and you gain an hour, there's a corresponding decrease in all of those things as well. It's not quite as pronounced, um, but there's a significant corresponding decrease as well. So if, if just an hour can affect all of those things so drastically on a global scale, just by one hour, imagine what's happening to us when we're traveling three or four time zones, maybe twice a week. Um, And we're never really back in our element or catching up on our sleep because we're constantly getting on planes. And for me, you know, getting on a plane sometimes two or three times every single week, I'm never really at equilibrium. And my circadian rhythm is never really resetting to the right time. So 
You can just imagine this wreaks havoc on your internal systems. Not only your cardiovascular health, but your digestion, your energy levels, um, your mental clarity, all that kind of stuff, your mood. Um, everybody's heard of seasonal affective disorder as well, or, or the winter blues, seasonal depression. Um, that's also affected by lack of sunlight and vitamin D. And sunlight in the morning is what resets our circadian rhythm. And we get that sunlight typically through our eyes. So how does the human charger fit into all of this? And why do I like it personally? Well, if you will look at the research, um, a lot of the studies that uh, are on this specific product, the human charger, um, are not listed on the website. So I had to go and do the research on my own to see what was available. And again, I, I will say once again, the research is slim. There needs more data. There's not a lot of test patients. Um, but what has been done is promising. And personally, I really find a benefit to this product. So that's why I use it. If you're going to look up scholarly articles or scientific research on the internet, uh, I typically start with Google Scholar. If you just type Google Scholar into your search bar, it'll come up. And Google Scholar essentially filters your search results uh, with only scientifically published articles in scientific journals and or um, commentary abstracts articles that are written by um, academics. So you, you sort of, by using Google Scholar, you weed out the opinion papers, you weed out different websites and blogs and things like that where people don't have research or citation, proper citations to be able to comment on the actual science behind something. Um, and this is a really good way to kind of find uh, the real data behind people's opinions, if that makes sense. So in this instance, I, I did a couple different search terms to be able to find uh, what I was looking for. Um, this particular one, Valkey, is the company that makes the human charger. Um, but I did, you know, uh, oral as in A-U-R-A-L, light through your ears, uh, light therapy, um, oral UV absorption, uh, cranial UV absorption, things like that, um, to find a couple of articles that I think are, are relevant. And I'm not going to go through the entire studies um, that back these up. I'm just going to sort of highlight some points for you that take you through my th thought process and why I originally decided to start using these and why I continue to use them today. So the first one I'm going to bring up is, um, this was in the Journal of Neurology Research, and it was published in 2017. And this is titled, Transcr Transcranial Light Alters Melanopsin and Monoamine Production in the Mouse Brain. Um, what is melanopsin? Uh, you can see here it's also called OPN4. Um, if you're not familiar, melanopsin, it's a receptor found within the ganglion cell layer in the retina, and it plays an important role in non-image forming visual functions, which is, includes hormone secretion, entrainment of circadian rhythms, cognitive and affective processes. So essentially, melanopsin changes indicate the reset of your circadian rhythm. And so when you see early morning sunlight, uh, that affects the melanopsin receptors and they're typically found behind the eyes. And that is what um, cues your body that it's morning and starts producing serotonin, dopamine, reducing cortisol levels, um, and starting your digestive processes. Essentially everything that happens internally when the day starts is caused by the sun through your eyes. So what they found in this study with mice is that, um, that molecule, uh, it says here, although light stimulus is usually mediated through the eyes, light has an ability to penetrate the skull. And they, they tested the effect of transcranial light illumination on melanopsin. So what they did is they took male mice, they put them in a control group, um, 
and then they had the, the experimental group, and the experimental group was illuminated five times a week for eight minutes for a total of four weeks, and the concentrations of OPN4, melanopsin, and monoamines were analyzed with Western blot and high-performance liquid chromatography techniques, respectively. So those are the, those are the generally accepted tests for uh, measuring the effect, or sorry, measuring the levels of these molecules. And they showed that the transcranial light in, uh, illumination increases melanopsin in the hypothalamus and the cerebellum. And the production of serotonin in the cortex was shown to decrease in the morning light group. So what that means is, even though the mice did not have light shone through their eyes, which we know to affect our circadian rhythm and reset everything in the morning, when they shone it onto their, through their skull, onto their brain, they got the exact same effects. So getting light in your eyes, now this, these are mice, keep in mind, but getting light in your eyes has the same effect as, or a similar effect as if you have light shone on your brain, okay? So going from there, what about humans? Do humans uh, exhibit the same effect? So this was a study, um, this is in PLOS One journal. So PLOS One is, um, is uh, they, they allow most of their articles for free download. Um, which is really, really nice. This was published in 2016. So again, fairly recent. Um, and this one, they took uh, 18 young, healthy subjects. Okay. Now, again, very, very small numbers. So this is not conclusive, uh, formative data to take an opinion from, but it's a start. Okay. And it's a promising start. So what they found is that... Um, Extracurricular, sorry, extraocular light delivered through the ear canals was shown to penetrate at the base of the skull of a cadaver. So what they proved here was that, um, and sorry, I'll just read this too. Thus, we have shown that extraocular light impacts human brain functioning, calling for further research on the mechanisms of action of light on the human brain. So the big thing that they concluded here is that A, light does have an effect on the brain. They didn't say whether or not it's the exact same effect or as big of an as, as as big of an effect as light through the eyes however they did say that it has an effect and they proved with a cadaver here i'll just pull this down a little bit more because they have images of the cadaver here you go um so this is a human cadaver skull and this is what they did was they put light um, using exactly this, I think it was this, this exact device, um, but it's a similar type of device, if not this exact one, um, in the ear canals. And then they showed that the brain, certain portions of the brain at the base of the skull um, received the light that was going in through the ears. So in that first study, they proved that transcranial light on the brain of a mouse has similar effects to ocular light as in morning sunlight through the eyes on mice. And in this study, they showed that when you put light in your ears, it will hit your brain if that effect translates to humans as well, then we know it's possible with this, um, with this study. So um, in conclusion, they found that extraocular light impacts human brain physiology. Whether similar photosensitive brain receptors exist in the human brain as in birds is still unclear. The results from this study call for future research on the mechanism of action of light on the human brain. Okay, so this could have, as, it, as they say, could have potential widespread impact on understanding the effect of light on the healthy brain as well as, as its potential involvement in brain disorders. So very interesting that we could potentially just shine light directly on our brain through our ears rather than needing morning sunlight 
to give similar effects and reset our circadian rhythm. Uh, now, the next article that I pulled up was, when is this from? This is from 2012. So this is a little bit older, but this is a pilot study, and this is using the, um, the human charger device uh, itself. So can transbranial, uh, can transcranial brain-targeted bright light treatment via ear canals be effective in relieving symptoms in seasonal affective disorder? So seasonal affective disorder or the winter blues, seasonal depression um, is widely researched, and it's known to be a phenomenon that is caused by reduced access to sunlight, okay? So whether that's reduced vitamin D levels um, or just simply less sunlight in general to allow you to reset your circadian rhythm and have proper function, um, there's, it's, it's a real problem and they used this device to see if they could treat seasonal affective disorder, essentially. Um, so I'm not gonna get into the, the intro or anything like that. I wanna get down to some of the nitty gritty. So the hypothesis here was that the mechanism of bright light therapy and dawn simulation in the treatment of SAD or seasonal affective disorder is widely unknown, but there is evidence that in mammals, a significant amount of light penetrates the skull bone and reaches the brain, which we already talked about, and extraocular transcranial phototransduction, meaning getting light to the brain through the ears or through, through your skull, which is uh, through your brain in this instance, it has certain um, physiological influence such as changed reproductive cycles and increased brain serotonin levels. So uh, this just tells you that they use that device and this is what they've found. So um, challenge the existing conceptual framework concerning the mechanism of action of bright light in the treatment of uh, seasonal affective disorder, that light therapy would only be mediated through the eyes. Um, we have initiated our human brain ops and research branch by showing that OPN3 exists in several different brain areas outside the visual pathway. Um, so, meaning they could get it into, they could get the same effects in the brain uh, as if they shone through the eyes, but through the ears. So this is, this is another point that I wanted to bring up. So, although the evidence has not been fully confirmed, bright light therapy is widely accepted as a first-line treatment of seasonal affective disorders. In systematic review and meta-analysis, the effect size for the reduction of depressive symptoms by bright light therapy in the treatment of seasonal affective disorder was 0 0.84. Um, so that's a, that's a very large effect statistically, meaning bright light works to treat depression when it's seasonally affected due to lack of sunlight. So, um, and, sorry, there was another thing that I wanted to show here. Ah, this is it here. Um, so significance, so they, they took um, patients that had, they took patients that had seasonal affective disorder by the generally accepted, um, the generally accepted metrics of seasonal affective disorder. And so um, during the study period, 12 out of 13 patients, so again, this is a very small patient population, take this with a grain of salt, but what they found was that 12 out of 13 patients achieved at least a 50% reduction in their scores for uh, seasonal depression, seasonal affective disorder, and 10 out of 13 patients, uh, almost 77%, the sum score was less than seven. So what it means, what that means is um, the basic assumptions underlying extraocular photoreception in humans deserve to be reconsidered. Now there was another one here. I just wanted to talk about the actual. Oh, 
what actually happened with each patient. Uh, subjects were recruited through advertisements. 13 physically healthy indoor workers suffering from seasonal affective disorder. So the Hamilton Anxiety Rating Scale. Uh, ah, here it is right here. So uh, 10 out of 13 patients achieved full remission and 92.3, at least 50% reduction by week four. So that's using this device daily for eight or 12 minutes. Oh, it's only five times a week, sorry, not seven days a week for a four week study period. So 12 out of 13 had at least a 50% reduction in their symptoms and uh, 10 out of 13 had full remission, which meaning their seasonal affective disorder is effectively gone. Now, again, this was funded by the company that made it and it's a very small patient population. So again, take it with a grain of salt, but still some promising initial data. Um, and then I had this one that I pulled up as well that I wanted to go over. So the effects of bright light treatment via ear canals on the quality of sleep and depressive mood among overworked employees. Uh, and here we had, um, it was, the objective was to evaluate the effect of bright light treatment via ear canals on improving the depressive mood and sleep disorder. Randomized controlled crossover designed open label trial. There were 27 participants, again, a very small number, 23 to 52 years, either early treatment or later treatment. Um, the early treatment used the device on weekdays for the first four weeks, followed by a four-week observation, and the later treatment had an observation period for the first four weeks and then device treatment for the second four weeks. Every Friday, the participants were, the participants were asked to answer self, uh, questionnaires, a self-rating depression scale, an Athens insomnia scale, and a profile of mood states form. So while no significant effect was found on the de self-rating depression scale following treatment, meaning these and anything self-reported is obviously um, difficult to be conclusive. Um, but they said that the self-rated depression, self, yeah, self-rated depression symptoms um, did not have any uh, significant effect when using this device. But the AIS or the Athens Insomnia Scale showed a significant improvement. So this is an actual scale that is measurable, meaning they were sleeping better. And their uh, profile of mood states when they get when so this is another again it's a survey um, but they're answering generally accepted questions that the scientific community agrees on for rating depression and vigor um, and those decreased significantly as well both with very low p values so you can conclude that this is um, this is a significant data point to use. And they're saying that in this study, bright light treatment via ear canals may improve your sleep quality and your depressive mood, um, even though their self-rated depression in a, in a survey was not necessarily affected. So again, all of this is very early data um, and there needs to be more studies to um, conclusively prove any of this one way or another. However, um, I think the idea is sound and for a very nominal price of about 200 bucks, um, I've had my device for three years um, and I've used it, you know, at, at least eight months out of the year. Um, and I'll even use it in the summer if I'm traveling time zones and need to reset my clock. I'll just throw in 12 minutes um, when I need to wake up on that first time in a different time zone, regardless of whether or not I have access to sunlight. Um, it seems to work really, really well for me. So for $200 or so, depending on what your market is, um, 
I'm in Canada, so I bought it in Canadian dollars. I think it was maybe 230 or something like that three years ago. Um, and I've had it for three years. So for me, solid investment. And I find that it really helps me with my jet lag and it helps me um, adapt to different time zones, regardless of when I'm going or where I'm going. And it helps me get my sleep patterns back on track much more quickly. So if you have any questions about this or any other episodes, feel free to reach out anytime at the Road Coach Podcast um, on YouTube or RJ Crate on Instagram. And until next time, I hope you thrive even when you're out of your element.